We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can always go over and check us out at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by both of my co-hosts, Maggie Loney, Andrew Mertig. It's a Friday show, you guys. Super good to be back. How are you guys doing? Yeah, great to be back. I feel like we finally have the trifecta back together. It's been a few weeks, <laughs> two weeks, I don't know, two yeah. or three. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a pretty crazy week personally for me. More more on that maybe in the near future, perhaps making an appearance on Twitter. But also really fun because what we got to do for this week's show, which we'll we'll get into. But Maggie, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I just, you know, it's one of those days where I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I, <laughs> everything I read for all of April Fool's Day, I'm going to be really on high alert for. Mm. So hopefully we don't have any jokes or pranks in this show. I get suckered by something every single year because I never know <laughs> what day it is. That's <laughs> o- o- almost always. Um, but anyways, we like I alluded to, we got to do uh, something really fun this week, and that is the listener mock draft, which we have done for three consecutive years. Um, at least Kyle and I have. This is Maggie's first year in getting That's to fun. break it down. And so the way we do it, we just ask for some volunteers, and everybody gets one team uh, that, that signs up, and then they get assigned all of the draft picks that go with, with that team. We go through the first round. Um, in a Twitter DM, and uh, all sorts of craziness ensues. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) And teams are allowed to trade whatever kind of trades they want. Players can be involved, etc. And so we we got some really fun things, and we're going to go through today. The mock draft is complete, and we're going to be breaking down those picks. So um, I think, Kyle, you are going to break down pick one, and then we'll just kind of go every third pick. Yes, I am super excited to jump in here. It was a ton of fun to see this all come together and see all the craziness ensue, as Andrew uh, did <laughs> did say there. Um, but a lot of fun. I mean, the the DM messages were just total chaos and really fun to see how all the trades came together. And we got a fun one for everyone today, I think. But Jacksonville and the Jaguars are on the clock first with their GM, Ben at Lambo Labo. And he's done some work here, taking edge Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. This pick is starting to kind of feel like a lock. And that's because Aiden Hutchinson is a really good football player. He's been productive. He's got a motor that never stops. And I think he's the kind of blue chip prospect that Jacksonville needs to start filling their roster with. Uh, Some would argue that the Jags need to get some offensive help uh, to help Trevor Lawrence. Uh, But they've addressed wide receiver heavily in free agency. And you can kind of talk about whether or not those were significant signings or not. But they've made those investments. And they were able to add a few pieces along the offensive line, including Brandon Scherf. So I really like that Ben didn't stray too far here from the consensus and took the best player in the draft in a lot of people's minds. So uh, he's a high floor player. He's also a high ceiling prospect as well. So I like what Ben did here giving Jacksonville uh, Aiden Hutchinson. 
Yeah, I really like that one. You know what we forgot to do is da 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 That's not the right tune, but um, you know, pretty. We close. knew what you meant. Good yeah. effort. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Having all sorts of trouble tonight, but uh, <laughs> so pick number two is the Detroit Lions, and uh, we have Don DeQuisto at Don DeQuisto. I hope I'm saying that right, and if not, Don can yell at me. Uh, from Hey, we like your pod, which I think I'm going to be guest starring on uh, very shortly sometime during (laughs) april um but dawn decided to go with quarterback malik willis from liberty at number two i absolutely love this pick and full credit to kyle fellows who i don't compliment very often (laughs) but he mentioned this possibility like six weeks ago when a very few people had willis as quarterback one and b no one in their right mind thought the lions could go quarterback but it is a very real possibility now do I think this is the best value? No, not necessarily. But if the Lions believe in Willis, they should not fool around and try to trade down. No one has a better upside than Malik, and he seems to also have all of the intangibles to go with that. So if you're willing to take a chance on someone, taking that chance on Malik, that's that's a pretty good option. And I love the way this curveball shapes the next several picks, which we'll get into. Maggie, you're up at three. Yeah, so we have GM Eric Rose at Eric Rose 4. He was drafting for the Houston Texans and he took in my opinion, you know, one of the one of the best surefire locks in the draft, safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. He's one of those prospects that's like what do you even say about him? He's as close to a lock <laughs> as you can get. He's 6'4", he's a freak athlete. I think it was the NFL Network that called him a unicorn. So it's not like sexy to get to go to the Texans, but, you know, he's going to be a mainstay on their defense for a really long time. And the Texans right now just need good football players, especially with Trevor Lawrence in that division now theoretically running it for the Jags. So a really good DB for Houston is the perfect first pick for them. Like that one a lot. It does feel like right down the middle a way that they can invest and just really increase the talent on that football team in Houston. Up at number four are the New York Jets. We've got Jake Angle making the pick for them at Jake Angle 1265. And he goes with Edge Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Trayvon Walker has quite possibly the hottest draft stock right now of anyone. There are some who believe he's in play for the Lions at number two. But the Jets are pretty bent on improving their defense this offseason, it feels like. And pass rush is going to be a big part of that. And so for that reason, Walker makes a ton of sense here. There's a little bit of Rashawn Gary to Walker as a prospect. I think he doesn't have maybe the production that you would necessarily want, but he has all of the tools. He's uh, someone that his coaches rave about as a person too, right, on and off the field. This is a guy who has great commitment to the game, uh, loves to play it, loves to put the work in. So uh, when you marry the Jets' need and the ceiling that Walker possesses, it's really hard not to like this fit. Yeah, you'd have to think that that is somebody that Robert Sala would really, really yeah. like to have in that Jets defense. So going from one New Jersey team to the other, uh, I got the New York Giants at number five, and Matt Pickett at Matt Trombone made this pick. I got all the hey, we like your pod picks, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and so that is going to be offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama going to the Giants. Uh, and Matt here, he just steps up to the plate and smacks a double to right center. The, the Giants need a left tackle, and guess what? They get arguably the best upside with the left tackle position in Neal. Uh, you know, you, you take a look. Ike McQuanu, dominant run blocker. Charles Cross, dominant pass blocker. Neal does both really well. And if he can clean his technique up, right, his feet kind of become a mess at times, he'll be a really fantastic starter at left tackle for years to come, and that is something the Giants definitely need to do to protect Daniel Jones. Yeah, we've got, you can't really call it a run if it's two picks, but we've got the Carolina <laughs> Panthers up next uh, with GM James at JSIB, J-S-I-E-B underscore. Sorry, James, if that's not how you pronounce that, but they, they took uh, offensive tackle Ikum Aquanu out of NC State, and the Panthers don't have a quarterback right now, but you know, at this point, they'll have a day one starter at tackle wherever they decide to use him. Not sure if Brady Christensen's going to get a look at left tackle, but regardless, he should be able to come in and either compete for left tackle or play right tackle, and he'll protect whoever is under center for quite a while there in Carolina, and everything, I mean, everything I've seen come out about him is just that he's like the absolute best human being in the locker room, but you don't want to get on his bad side on a football field, which those are my favorite kind of NFL players. He's young. He's only 21 years old. 
And like Andrew mentioned, just a dominant run blocker. He's got long limbs. He was a wrestler in his past. And that you really can see it shine through when he's blocking. Did you hear the disrespect that Maggie just had for Sam Darnold, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) It was it was a little salty, I'd say. (laughs) Uh, He might get another shot. We'll see. uh, Uh, He doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> but he might have a new left tackle. Whatever. So they got to somebody. Be good for Sam, maybe not good for the Carolina Panthers. But up at number seven, Matt Pickett is back. He took one pick off. He's back with the New York Giants. Um, and he is going to select Edge Trayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. And there is no doubt that KT is one of the most talented players in this class. The question is how far does he fall? There are questions about his motor and his personality and those kinds of things. But if you remember last year, there was a lot of chatter about Micah Parsons and his personality and how he would fit into locker rooms around the league and some of that off-the-field stuff that happened at Penn State. But at the end of the day, Parsons is a really good football player, and I think we'll probably see something similar happen here uh, with Thibodeau. He's just too talented to fall much further than he does here, and Matt Pickett smartly makes sure that the Giants land a impact pass rusher at a value here at number seven. Yeah, and I got number eight with the Atlanta Falcons, and the Twitter name is that nerd, and it's at Mr. Underscore Redbeard 2. That's a lot, whole lot going on right there. Uh, So the Falcons are going to draft, and and I'm going to say it this way because this is the way that that nerd said it, Guard slash right tackle Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, which which I think this is their first real surprise of the draft. I think it's probably 10 to 15 spots higher than you normally see Green in mocks, but he is absolutely fantastic and a dominant interior offensive lineman. Now, the Falcons think he can play right tackle consistently. This is a great value. If not, there is a movement in the NFL to paying guards serious money, and so we may be seeing a potential value for interior offense alignments changing with that landscape. So in any case, the Falcons get a really high floor player. So I'm definitely not going to complain about the value here. Um, But I I love seeing picks like this because we see these kind of things on draft night, right? Somebody goes a little bit higher than what all the mocks are saying. Um, But I don't think this is a stretch by any any, uh, part of the imagination. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yep. <laughs> so up next, uh, 
we have the Seattle Seahawks with their pick from Denver at number nine with GM Greg Vandersteen at Snoop Tang Clan. That's that's, that's a- my favorite Twitter <laughs> handle that we that's he's been in the, the mock draft for at least two years at Snoop Tang Clan. Best Twitter handle in this whole mock draft. It's a gem. But uh, he takes Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. And I hate how much I love this pick for the Seahawks with the departure of Bobby Wagner that we were supposed to talk about, you know, a little bit at the top of the show, but we decided it wasn't really that newsworthy. Um, I thought, I thought Greg might take like a a stud inside linebacker here, like a Devin Lloyd, but sauce makes sense. I mean, the Seahawks need help at corner and Gardner just feels like the kind of corner that's perfect for Seattle. Like he would bring the Legion of Boom back to Seattle. And he's just the type of DB that they need in the NFC West when you've got guys like Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel and, you know, Hopkins running around. So Seattle has a ways to go to revamp their defense at this point, but Gardner is absolutely going to be a key cog in that rebuild process. Feels like a great pick for the Seahawks. Certainly fits their mold. Number 10, we've got the New York Jets. Um, they acquired this pick from Seattle. We've got Jake Engel, the GM, back up for these Jets, and he takes defensive line Jordan Davis from Georgia. So uh, Jake has the Jets taking Trayvon Walker at four and Jordan Davis here at 10, and Robert Sala is just over the moon, I would imagine, in this situation. This gives the Jets a real shot at fixing their defense, and I like that Jake chose to focus on the trenches rather than the secondary to accomplish that. I think you can add some corners and safeties a little bit later, but in this scenario, Jake lands them two premium players on that defensive line, and you see a lot of mocks with the Jets going wide receiver here at 10, but they have Elijah Moore. They have Corey Davis. They have Braxton Berrios. They just added Conklin and Uzama at tight end, right? And you can always draft a receiver in the second or third round. So I like that Jake focused on the defense, solve those defensive shortcomings with aggression here with Jordan Davis at 10. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why I think this is a really fun exercise because typically you go into mock drafts and you see the same names over and over and over. Well, here in the top 10, we got Kenyon Green and Jordan Davis, and I, I don't think that's something that you're consistently seeing. And so it changes the landscape of things. And, you know, as I'll probably say three more times, I'm already repeating myself, but um, it you, you see these things on draft night. There's always some pick in the top 10 that you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, well, Malik, Malik Willis is one of them. So actually there's three, um, but that really helps to shape the rest of this draft. And um, at number 11, the Washington Commanders, good friend Mike Wenlint at Mike Wenlint, uh, is going to take cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU for the Washington Commanders. I might get their name right eventually. Uh, so they do have William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. But when you have a chance at a highly talented cornerback, I think it is always wise to add to that room. Stingley is super fascinating prospect. He was one of the most dominant players in the entire country as a true freshman in 2019. And since then, he's been kind of fine. But the <laughs> athletic tools are absolutely unquestionable. He plays physically. Um, he's built like you don't think corner when you see him, you think like big safety um, and he moves at an elite level. So they're just gambling on him, bouncing back to that freshman form. And I think if you get that, you you're run into the podium at 11. So I, I like the the risk that you're taking there. I don't know how I got duped into 12 here with the Vikings, but we have a uh, Chaston Vruink. I hope I said that right at V R U W 23 on Twitter. Um, but he's taking corner Trent McDuffie out of Washington. And even with Patrick Peterson signing in Minnesota, we know that corner is still one of that team's biggest needs. It seems like it always is. They always draft corners in the first round, <laughs> but McDuffie just makes so much sense for the Vikings here. And he'll be a mainstay in that secondary for a really long time. Didn't allow a single touchdown in his last two seasons. He's got 4-4 speed. He's aggressive. He's physical in coverage. It's a home run pick to me for the Vikings, and I think that's gross. Uh, All right, so we're just going to move on from the Vikings. No other further discussion necessary. (laughs) Number 13, the Houston Texans um, would be on the clock here, but we've got a little bit of a trade, something wild to report here, because Sanjay Murthy, the Packers GM, in this exercise has traded up to number 13 with these Texans. The Packers gave up picks 22 and 59 in the second round to move up to this selection. And the Packers 
have been hinting at something big coming in the draft, and this certainly would qualify and move up to 13. Uh, this would be a very aggressive move and one that you would make really only if you felt you, like you were absolutely in love with one particular prospect, I would imagine. So in this scenario, I think most would assume that this would be for a receiver. That's all the buzz. That's all the chatter. Uh, that's absolutely the case here. Sanjay has his choice of the bunch because this will be the first wide receiver off the board. And so with a 13th pick in the 2022 draft, the Green Bay Packers select Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Of course, personally, I'd be over the moon excited with this pick. I love Olave and the fit for the Packers with the speed, route running, refinement as a receiver. But guys, I'm really excited to hear your reactions to this pretty bold move by the Packers in this scenario. I love Sanjay's boldness here. And, you know, first receiver off the board, I think 13 maybe is a little bit rich when we're talking about being the first receiver off the board and the way that the board was starting to fall in this mock scenario. But absolutely, I mean, I think a good wide receiver is still going to be on the board at 22. But with all the capital that Green Bay has, go get your guy. And there's something to be said for that. If you were in love with a certain prospect and they're sitting there, you know, I don't know if it's the 2020 kind of haze over this again, but we saw the way that that board was falling and the wide receivers were just kind of getting plucked whenever we thought Green Bay was going to go for one. So the Packers can't really afford to sit back and miss out on the guys that they really like in this class. Absolutely. Love everything you just said, Maggie. If if this is the guy like Justin Jefferson that you have targeted and like it's your dude and you feel like he's going to be the perfect fit, go get him. You know, whatever they would miss out at pick 59, um, oh well. You, you know, like, th this is your most pressing need, and if you feel like this is the most talented player and they're going to be a good fit in this offense and they're going to be a good fit with Aaron Rodgers, it's worth whatever you need to take to go up and get them and make sure that somebody doesn't snipe them. I think it's easy as fans to just, like, go through and say, well, all these prospects are really close in my book. Um, but that may not be the, the case with the Packers. They may not like certain wide receivers that we are really in love with because of whatever um, they're seeing in their, their scouting. And so they need to make sure that they go get their guy. For me, it's it's a home run pick. I like Alave and Jamison Williams kind of tied-ish for receiver one. And if you're going to if you're going to give up a second round pick to move up and draft somebody, probably not the guy who's not going to be ready at the beginning of the year. So I absolutely love going with Chris Olave here. Andrew, can I, ask you, you can I ask you a quick question, Andrew? So, I mean, I remember the Justin Jefferson conversation and like we love Jeff Justin Jefferson. I think there was a lot of conversation that Jefferson was more of a complimentary piece in an offense almost like he should be your number two was kind of the narrative. Um, and I don't know if that's because he played a lot in the slot at LSU, but that was kind of the story that it felt like you were reading on him as much as we loved him. I feel like there's a little bit of a, a at, sorry, a little bit of that with Alave um, that he's kind of that complimentary piece to maybe what you want more of like a true X or things like that. I feel like this move to 13 would almost necessitate that the Packers feel like he's more on an arc with Jefferson where he can be that true one in your offense than a complimentary piece. Would you agree with that? And how do you kind of do you view him now? I know he's your number one receiver now. Do you think that he's that player that can be like Jefferson and take off with a, with the team as a one? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think the one thing that almost all number one receivers have in common across the NFL is elite route running ability. Yeah. And Olave has that. And so I would say, Yes, I, I, I view him as a number one. I wouldn't have him ranked so high if I didn't. Yeah, I think, you know, that that's an interesting dynamic because the same thing was going on with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Um, it was like, well, who's number one? And, right. and I don't think it always matters in a college offense. And, and I think Garrett Wilson and and uh, Chris Olave sort of hurt each other in a mm, way yeah. when it comes to draft projections and, and you see that people typically favor one or the other. There's a few people that are just like in love with them both. And that's great too. Um, they're both fantastic players, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the way I see it. It will be certainly interesting just to see like how different teams value these receivers and which one, I mean, it feels like the Packers have all the capital in the world, which one is enough for them to say, Hey, we're going to go get it. And it seems like in this scenario, Sanjay picks Alave, And I think we'd all be pretty excited about it. I want to ask Maggie a question. 
Is there any way in the world the Packers trade up in the first round and it's not for a receiver? With spring break approaching, the sun is coming out, everyone is looking for a partner to impress. There are a lot of things your partner could like. Some prefer tall guys, some prefer big butts, but no one prefers their men with smelly, unkempt nuts. That's why our friends at Manscaped developed their improved Lawnmower 4.0 to keep the weeds out of your crotch garden. Before you head out on your spring trip, make sure you're groomed from ball to tip. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer, it will change the way you approach your entire grooming routine. The fourth generation trimmer features advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags around the boys before beach season. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor an on-off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED light on and off. This trimmer is waterproof. You can trim in the shower, not have to worry about any of the embarrassing cleanup afterwards. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the perfect combo to keep the beach balls dry and smelling good for even the most intense spring break dance parties the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker get rid of those pesky nose and ear hair get ready to smell those flowers bloom in the spring the weed whacker is also waterproof it uses a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary blade dual system this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology and helps prevent all of those nicks and tugs around those sensitive nose area Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. Manscaped for when you want to be caught with your pants around your ankles. Perry and I actually just talked about this today on PAX, what she said, and she I said she thinks there's show. no she just we were just talking like do you think there's a world where the Packers don't make four picks and you know what do you think they trade up for and I, don't, I just don't see them trading up at all I could see them moving up like a couple spots they kind of just like live in the 20s but I, I guess it would probably be wide receiver I don't see them falling in love enough with like a tackle or an edge rusher mm-hmm. knowing that those aren't positions of need as you know severely yeah, so I, this is fascinating. I I think we all like Olave. I guess I don't know Maggie's feelings on on him quite yet, but uh, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I, yeah, right. And and so um, I mean, I think I think this is really interesting and um, certainly an interesting scenario seeing the Packers trade up. But then I am uh, saddled with talking about the next pick, which is 14 Baltimore Ravens. This is Steve Heilmeyer. Uh, at SRH3186. And he's going to go ahead and take Edge Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. And so all the Baltimore Ravens really do in the draft is just wait for some player who should have already been taken to follow them. They just stick and pick, and then they turn him into a pro bowler. And they're going to do it again uh, because the Ravens missed out on Zedarius Smith and free agency. And then you just have a top 10 worthy guy fall right into your lap. And Jermaine Johnson will just continue the success that the Ravens have at the edge rusher position. So before we move to pick 15, we have a little bit of breaking news that has occurred while we're recording. Andrew, you have become the first Pack-A-Day member to hit 200 episodes recorded. (laughs) And it feels very appropriate to make this announcement during the mock draft that you helped to organize and put in all the legwork for. So congratulations from everybody at Pack-A-Day for hitting 200 episodes. I think Andy owes me a cake or something. <laughs> he said that statistically, if you were to put on any random pack a day episode, it has a one in seven shot of being one that you recorded. So that's amazing. Well, <laughs> pretty I, cool. Congratulations. I, I appreciate making that announcement. I'm I'm honored and uh, a little little taken aback. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, you're the only one in the 200 club, which is so fun. Yeah. Well, you guys got to stop taking weeks off. fair all right Uh, the philadelphia eagles are on the board now with their pick from the dolphins uh brennan rupp at brennan underscore rupp who is fantastic if you like draft coverage please make sure you check out his work he has the eagles taking edge george karlovkis out of purdue 
he's really shot up draft boards, honestly. I know he's been kind of hovering around late first round, but his pro day just kind of, I think, sent him into top 15 conversation, which is where Brennan has him here. This pick makes a ton of sense for Philly, especially with the reports out that Eagles put him through a private workout at his pro day. He's just an incredibly strong pass rusher, and he's he's going to make a nasty tandem opposite Derek Barnett. I think that's really exciting. The Eagles need some help on defense, and he would be an immediate, contrib- or immediate contributor there. Do we so. know if Ryan Kerrigan is still on the Eagles? Ooh. I don't think so. I, I'm just I'm just saying Ryan Kerrigan was a Purdue edge rusher. Yeah. And George Karloftis is a Purdue edge rusher. And they're they have very similar games, like big power guys. Um so anyways, sorry if that was <laughs> our producer slacking off. I'm sure he'll come up with that information by the end of the show. Um <laughs> but let's uh keep Brennan on the clock here with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got back to back selections here, and he's gonna go stay on the defensive side of the ball. He's staying with linebacker Devin Lloyd of Utah. And if you look at mock drafts around the internet, the Eagles are almost always taking a linebacker. It's kind of interesting. They have the three first-round picks available to them, of course, and one of either picks 16 or 19 are almost always used on a linebacker. And I don't know if it's the Micah Parsons effect, but Eagles Twitter is begging for an impact linebacker. And Lloyd does have some ability to rush the passer and those kinds of things uh, to be effective in multiple roles, kind of like Parsons, I guess. They're not the same player, but you can feel the impact that maybe Parsons has had on the linebacker position and those expectations. Uh, but those are my words and my perceptions of Eagle fans, not necessarily <laughs> Brennan's uh, rationale for the pick. And I think Brennan is just bent on making this roster better for the Philadelphia Eagles and getting that defense back in running shape. Uh, let's help them get back on board here, help them get more athletic in the middle of that defense, and hopefully take some pressure off of Hertz and the offense with the selection. Yeah, and I did just check. Ryan Kerrigan is currently a free agent, so not yet back on the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, so pick 17 is the Los Angeles Chargers, and we got Jordan Walsh, who is at Trips Right Smash. That's a good Twitter handle, too. Uh, and he's going to take offensive tackle Trevor Penning for the Chargers, and I love the idea of getting that right tackle for them. I love even more that Brian Balaga Iowa is getting replaced by Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa. And and like Penning, absolutely <laughs> worth pick 17. The Chargers continue to find starters this offseason through the draft, through free agency. My only thing about this pick is I wish we could have found a true road grading team to get Penning on. Because uh, I love the idea of him, you know, being on some team like Philly that runs the ball 35 times a game. But with, with all the pass rushers L.A. is going to face, shoring up that part of the line is crucial. And Penning is the last of the top-notch tackles that is left in this class. So huge drop-off after this. Just so happens to coincide with the Chargers' biggest need and love that pick. Yeah, and then at 18, we have the Saints with GM Sam Holman. At Sam underscore D Holman, offensive tackle Charles Cross out of Mississippi State is the pick there. And I th- this made a ton of sense, obviously. I think it's, you know, it's not splashy, of course, but after Tron Armstead left New Orleans, the Saints needed to find their left tackle of the future, and I think Cross provides that for them. He's reliable and pass pro, and he'll give Winston some time in the pocket. So nothing splashy or flashy for the Saints, but it improves an area of need where there aren't necessarily that many holes on that roster outside of, you know, maybe again, maybe again quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am up again with the Philadelphia Eagles and Brennan Rupp. So uh, I love what he does here. I really like the approach he takes because he got those defensive guys at 15 and 16 and Karloftis and Lloyd and was patient waiting for the wide receiver to fall. Uh, Philly has Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, so it's not like they have to press for a first-round wide receiver. But here, Brennan gets Drake London to fall right into his lap at 19. And I think you really have to like how Smith and London complement each other in this scenario. Uh, Drake certainly has the size and can win the 50-50 balls and maybe mitigate some of the accuracy concerns with Hurts. So I like this the, uh, the fit and the value a lot that Brendan gets at 19. 
And at pick 20, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is Brando Miller, which is at Internet Brando. Uh, he's going to go ahead and give the Steelers center Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, which is interesting because the Eagles acquired Mason Cole and James Daniels this, this offseason. Cole is expected to be their starting center. Daniels, their starting right guard, but Daniels can snap too. He was a, a center prospect coming out of, interestingly enough, Iowa. <laughs> Uh, and so drafting a pure center would create a little bit of a log jam, but I do think Cole could slide to the other guard and then you'd have three guys who can make calls on the line that that's pretty nice. Um, I also think you, you don't avoid drafting a potentially great player because you have a solid one at the position. And so I can understand this move from Linderbaum, uh, for Pittsburgh. Yeah, so up next we were supposed to have the New England Patriots at pick number 21, but we had another trade um, from GM Sanjay Murthy and the Packers uh, for picks 28, 92, and 140. He has the Packers trading up to that 21 spot to take defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. And Sanjay does it again. I mean, he's trading up to go get his guy. The Packers have Kenny Clark. They brought in Jaron Reed this season to bolster that D-line. But Devontae Wyatt is a force. And so I'm curious both of your thoughts on this guy. He's a goot pick, obviously. He's got an elite RAS score. He's a freak athlete. But he's already 24. So how does that make you lean when you're thinking about him and his fit with Green Bay? Kyle, you can go first. I really like the investment along the defensive line beyond the Jaron Reed pickup. I really like what they did in getting Reed. But it doesn't feel for sure that he's a long-term solution. He's kind of a patch. And so I think they need to continue to invest there. So I like the aggression, right? I like that they, that uh, Sanjay went up and got his guy again, but I'm with you. Age 24 feels like a disqualifier for me, almost from Brian Gutekunst by itself. And then I feel like it's a disqualifier for a trade up as well. So I don't anticipate that this is a Goody pick, but I do feel like uh, I like what Sanjay did here in the direction that he did to invest in that defensive line. Yeah, uh, Devontae Wyatt is a really good player. Um, I, I have him as defensive lineman, too. I have Travis Jones from UConn a little bit ahead of him, but Travis Jones isn't going to be a first-round pick. So um, that's that's something that uh, you know the Packers could potentially take a look at in a second. I I wouldn't mind this. I, I think I think it makes sense on paper. Uh, again, the age might be a little bit of a disqualifying factor, but I was only disappointed because Sanjay made this big deal about trading up and then made this speech about how he got one Ohio State receiver. And then I reacted to it and I came back 10 minutes later and he drafted Devontae Wyatt. Like, where is <laughs> Garrett Wilson in this pick? He, he baited me and then he cut the cord. And so I, I can't get on board with it just because of that. He got my hopes up that he was going to do something like draft both Ohio State wide receivers. But, you know, my hopes got dashed. That would be a pretty wild scenario if that happened in real life, if the Packers walked away with both of those guys. That would justify the Mark Murphy shenanigans <laughs> that he's putting out there, I guess, if that's the direction <clears throat> excuse me, that they were going to go. But we are at 22, which is where the Packers would have been picking if they hadn't moved up to 13. Uh, but we are here with the Houston Texans and Eric Rose at Eric Rose 4. And... This selection is interesting, right? Wide receiver Jamison Williams, the wider, the Alabama product, is that selection. Now, of course, Green Bay owned this pick, right? It's traded up to go get Chris Olave. As much as I love Olave, I think I might have preferred Jamison Williams and holding on to 59 uh, in this scenario. But hindsight is 2020, and nobody knew it was going to fall to 22. And in the real draft, it will be really interesting to see how patient Green Bay is uh, and willing that they'd be uh, to just kind of hang back and wait for their guy. It's hard to imagine a better fit, though, for the Texans. They have Davis Mills, who played really well last year, despite some challenging circumstances. And they have Nico Collins, who I think can develop into kind of that nice X possession receiver as well. So add in Jamison Williams, his speed, ability to create big plays on manufactured touches. And I think that this is a great mix for Houston. Absolutely. And so the Arizona Cardinals should have been on the clock at pick 23, uh, but they ended up trading with the Seattle Seahawks, and this is Greg Vandersteen at Snoop Tang Clan again. Uh, <laughs> so the Seahawks gave up picks 40, so that's a second rounder, 72 and 152 to jump back into the first round, make a big leap up to 23, and they are going to pick quarterback Kenny Pickett. 
So the the Seahawks, they they go out, they get their signal caller. My one concern with this pick is I'm not sure what Pickett provides in terms of either being ready right away, which we know Pickett is, or in upside that Drew Locke doesn't necessarily right now. Um, I if if I'm running the Seahawks, I would prefer to see them wait a year, be really bad, get a really high pick next year, and then take a look at what promises to be a better quarterback class in 2023. But if you fall in love with Pickett, they didn't have to give up very much to trade up and get him. Um, and then what becomes that super, super valuable fifth round pick or fifth year option. <laughs> All right. At number 24, we've got the Dallas Cowboys on the clock with GM Noah Seligman. I'm so sorry. I'm trying really hard guys <laughs> at Noah Seligman on Twitter. Um, he's got the Cowboys taking interior offensive lineman Zion Johnson out of Boston College. I personally have loved Boston College prospects ever since B.J. Raji, but that's neither here nor there. The Cowboys need a lot of help along the offensive line, so this makes perfect sense for them, especially at that interior. Johnson has the versatility to be capable of filling in a couple different spots for Dallas, and the offense can be dangerous if they have an offensive line that's able to protect Dak Prescott and keep him upright. So to me, this pick is a step in the right direction as far as protecting the quarterback and making sure that run game is able to get going again. At number 25, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock with GM Jared Fanning 05. At Jared Fanning 05, <laughs> he takes cornerback Kair uh, Elam, the cornerback from Florida. And I know Bills fans have been hoping for someone to play opposite of Trey White at corner, and they felt the pain of being without White last season. But Elam is a long corner, lots of ability in zone. Uh, this is higher than I've seen him go in a lot of mocks, but the NFL loves these long cornerbacks who can play press and be physical. So Elam has some growth ahead of him, but he's really young. So you'd like to think that that's he's just scratching the surface, right, of what he can become as a player. Yeah, and so at pick 26, the Tennessee Titans ended up trading with the Houston Texans. So Eric Rose jumps back up uh, as the GM for the Texans. He's going to get a swap here. He's going to get picks 26 and 143 for wide receiver Brandon Cooks and pick 68. Uh, and then he's going to go ahead and select edge David Ajabo from Michigan. So for the Texans, there's no pressure to be good this year at all. So when you can draft a player who would have been a top 15 player, you do it, even if it means waiting the better part of 2022 for him to get healthy. It's even more fun that they got this pick for Cooks, who they don't really need right now, especially since they drafted ideally his replacement in Jamison Williams. And then you get a third uh, or, or you give up a third round pick uh, to move all the way back up to 26. Plus they got pick 143 back. So this seems like a great move for them. Uh, this is the kind of calculated upside move that I'd really love for the Texans. You know, be bad this year, get a really good quarterback next year, but build up that defense for now. And so you, you take a look at what the Texans got. You get Kyle Hamilton, Jamison Williams, and David Ajabu. That is amazing for a team that needs talent at basically every position. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, so at pick 27, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with GM Brandon Colmark at Trumpet underscore Brandon. And he's taken the first running back. He's got running back Brees Hall out of Iowa State. And 
it's fun. It's a fun pick for the Bucks because Hall's stepdad, Jeff Smith, played running back for the Bucks and Chiefs, so that would be kind of a cool connection to have in the family. He had five 75 or longer yard touchdowns in college, and he's durable. He can be an every down back at that next level in the NFL. I'm not sure if I would consider running back to be the most pressing need for the Bucks, especially with playoff Lenny coming back, but you know they do need depth at that position. Um, and Hall is a cheap, versatile, long-term option for them in that backfield. So I think Tampa maybe would have gotten a little more value out of an offensive lineman early, um, but I do like this pick for them as a fit long-term. And then at pick 28, oh, I'm sorry, that's Kyle's pick. <laughs> you stole my going, pick. Going just, out of order. I'm just all so you, excited all to you, talk sir. about this. No, you're good. So this was the Green Bay Packers selection, of course, and Sanjay uh, Murthy took this pick and turned it in to 21 with the New England Patriots in that deal, uh, selecting Devontae Wyatt. Now we're back to 28. And so, again, of course, this is a situation. It's, it's a little funny, right? So they select wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. And Garrett Wilson is another high-impact wide receiver that you have to believe is on the Packers board. His athletic profile is a little bit borderline for what the Packers typically prefer. But I think Green Bay will consider Wilson for sure. Uh, but the Patriots make the move down to 28, get some value, and get a weapon for Mac Jones. I think Wilson might have the second-highest ceiling maybe in this class at wide receiver so to get him at 28 is a real still heel still here i really like this uh for the new england patriots yeah and the patriots gm is of course at skogie underscore dot underscore exe thank you uh, which which uh kyle just didn't want to give him credit for that yeah so um at pick 29 the kansas city chiefs are going to uh who, who are gms by our good friend dan cocknick at DK all the way, uh, it, they're going to take wide receiver Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. So uh, Wilson going one pick for before them really stings. But Kansas City gets pretty good consolation prize. I think Dotson's route running in hands complement McCole Hardman really, really well in their offense. It's going to take some time to get on the same page as Mahomes, but Dotson is a really, really solid addition to the Andy Reid offense. And so, Maggie, you get to tell me who the Chiefs picked at 30. Yeah, they grabbed safety Daxton Hill out of Michigan. I thought Dan just crushed it with these two picks. You know, wide receiver and safety were arguably the Chiefs' two biggest needs, and he addressed both of those in the first round. So you got uh, Tyron Matthew out. Kansas City obviously traded Hill to the Dolphins. So, you know, Hill, safety version, now becomes a do-it-all DB for them. He's great and hybrid nickel twitchy he runs a blazing fast 40 in the four threes and he's an explosive athlete so I thought that combo of picks even though like you said Andrew it maybe wasn't the wide receiver that they were hoping for really rounds out a Chiefs roster that didn't have too many holes at 31 the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock with Mark Diana at Mark Diana 5 uh, linebacker Nicobe Dean out of Georgia is the selection. The Bengals have done a really nice job repairing the offensive line and free agency this offseason. And I think that really does allow them to address the defensive side of the ball here. And Nicobe Dean is really kind of in the mold of a modern NFL linebacker. He's only like 225 pounds, but he rarely misses tackles and his athleticism allows him to fly around the field and make plays. So I'll be honest in that Dean is one of the defensive players I have yet to do a deep dive on. So I'm excited to see what kind of athlete he really is but the size profile does make me a little nervous um with with him being as light as he is that said the Bengals adding playmakers on defense is kind of a dream so that burrow and the offense they don't have to play as much hero ball late in games maybe next year yeah i really like that and then uh pick 32 to round out the first round we have the detroit lions being jammed by don dequisto and Don is going to go with wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. And the Lions certainly got a nice surprise with Amon Ross St. Brown. They signed DJ Chark. And then they like the relationship that Josh Reynolds has with Jerry Goff. But with the future at quarterback in hand with Malik Willis, adding a playmaker to the mix is a great idea. Burks is a guy who can run the nine. He can run crossers. He can find a hole in his own. None of that is special on its own. <laughs> But what he does once he gets the ball in his hands is. So whether it is Goff or Willis, having that physically imposing threat adds something to this wide receiver room that should allow them to have greater success. 
So, of course, we want to take just a minute. We've made it through all 32 and say thank you to all of our listeners who participated. Uh, you guys did an awesome job being creative, uh, investing, really. You know, only one of you got to make picks for the Green Bay Packers, but you guys did an <laughs> awesome job uh, really representing your teams well and just being great. And so we appreciate you listening every week, but then participating in this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just wanted to say a shout out. I, I, uh, it, it can be a lot of work with like organizing this, but it is totally worth it because it's it's fun um, for those of us that like love the draft, like the dorks that the three of us are. Uh, <laughs> it, it is fantastic to see people who are equally as excited about it, uh, and then we get to do the the easy job, and that is just break down the picks. So, um, big shout out to all of those that have been involved. And one final shout out to Andrew Mertig because he does have to sort through all of the mass chaos in the direct messages and make sense out of all of this uh, with all the picks. So thank you to Andrew for organizing this. And really, this is one of our favorite shows to do all year. But thank you, Andrew, for putting all the work in and making this go. Well, you're very welcome. It has actually been one of the main highlights of my weekend. So uh, <laughs> again, thanks, everybody, for for being involved. And thanks to my co-hosts who are just fantastic people. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Pack of Day Podcast. You can find Maggie on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney, and you can find Kyle at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star rating. Today officially kicks off Pack of Day Podcast draft coverage for the draft season. We're really excited about that. We're going to switch up hosts just a little bit uh, for the next five, six weeks, um, and get you all of that really in-depth draft coverage that you deserve and are, are searching for. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. Next week, we'll be back with more off-season coverage. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done